This is a sick Negro. What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff podcast, where hip hop heads discuss hip hop topics. On this episode, we'll first cover a couple of news nuggets, such as the recent back and forth on wax between Pusha T and Jim Jones. Who do we feel has the upper hand so far? Then we'll discuss Talib Kweli's penchant for going at it with fans online over the recent backlash of the group pulling the No Fear of Time album off Luminary and putting it on Bandcamp. Who was right and who was wrong in this scenario? Then the crew will share their personal list for the dopest hip hop albums of 2023 so far. Now that we're at the midway point of the year. Then for our album Face Off, we'll be putting Quality Control by Jurassic 5 against Sound Pieces, The Antidote by Luke Pack weigh in on which album we felt was better and why. And then the crew will share what they've been bumping for the week. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. Yo, what's good, my brother? What's up? What's up? What's going on, man? What's going on? You, you still in the shop? No, I never made it, man. Ah, snap. Yeah, tickets were too expensive. We're talking about over a G just for me and my son. For Chicago? Yeah, man. It was just July 4th weekend. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, they always hike the prices up on the holiday weekends. Wasn't working, man. No, I get it. I get it. Shoot. <laughs> you would have been done better to drive. Shoot. Yeah. That which would have been his own set of problems. Yeah, you know it. But how you been, bro? I've been cool, man. I've been cool. I'm enjoying. I am enjoying these days off. So I got Monday and Tuesday off. So I've been enjoying. Oh, you got a four day weekend? Yes, yes. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I wish I had the same. I had I had to work today, but I got a. Uh, I, I got the, the of course I got the holiday off, so that's that's good. I'm gonna um, yeah. figure out something to get into tomorrow and. Uh, hey, some- Sometimes getting into nothing is something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, getting into nothing is is, is good enough. Like, like, yo, what's what's good, Jamil? How are you, brother? (laughs) How's it going, guys? What's up, Connor? Hey, yo, yo, let me let me send a shout out to the the Greater St. Louis area, man. I, I got a chance to spend a week down there uh last week with the family um got a chance to, to catch up with jamil chop it up that was that was great man you know it's it was good to see you healthy you know yeah man doing doing well you know you know it was you know we we have our conversations here on the pod but ain't nothing like that 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 face-to-face time you know what That's i mean real. in person um, you know, and we had a nice, nice, nice grown conversation. So that's that's yes, that's sir. always a pleasure. That's always a pleasure. Shout out, shout out to Sauce on the Side, man, a calzone restaurant in St. Louis that's the best, has the best calzones I ever tasted. Uh shout out to the restaurant Turn. Turn shout out yeah. to Sugar Fire. Um, shout out to the fountain. 
And shout out to uh, Vintage Vinyl, man. That that place is awesome. Um, it's it's a, it's a, y'all got nice little nice nice hubs down there, man. Oh, and shout out to the St. Louis Blues Museum and the um the uh the, the city museum. Yeah, and the city museum, man. Yeah, that place is that place is awesome. And, and shout out to the uh, St. Louis Library uh, that was downtown too. Like, um, I got a chance to go over there. And um, the dude, the architecture on the inside of that place is like phenomenal. Nah, I believe it. You you inspired me to do a lot more, um, a lot more, just exploring, and just on some on some nerd stuff. I went to the uh, Chess Hall of Fame. Oh snap! And they got an exhibit there on. Um, uh, it's called Sounds. Was it Sounds in Chess or something like that? So it's okay. all of these references. It's all these references in, in in like popular American music, and not just American music, world music, honestly, and um, how it ties into the game of chess. Really? So you so you know uh, yeah. the Wu was that was represented. Yeah, yeah I was going to say you know I know Jizza was in there. Both Jizza and Rizza was in it. Oh man! So they had a. Um, I don't remember ever seeing this. Uh, a version of Liquor Swords that actually had like a chess set that came with the CD. Oh wow! I never seen that either. I never seen it before. It was yeah, that was cool. And uh, I wish I could have taken a picture, but they had like no flash photography in this spot in this part of the museum. But Riz's exhibit had like one of the coldest chessboards I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yeah, man. So it's it's. Uh, that's something I gotta check out when I go back, man. I, I'm definitely coming back. Yes, sir. Like St. Louis got got a lot more going on than I than I gave it credit for. It ain't home, but it's close. No, it ain't home, but it, it could get there. It could get there. I I, I you know we just kind of went there on a larf. We knew about a couple of things down there, but like for the most part, like we just went down there on the larf because it was close. It was only like a hundred and I think a hundred and thirty bucks. For all three of us by train round way mm-hmm. so it was like yeah why not? <clears throat> and then uh we got down there and it was like all this other cooler stuff to do you know that, that we didn't even know about i didn't know so many so many famous people were from st louis either tina turner red fox you know, it, yeah of course nelly <laughs> of course nelly uh, well, yeah, it's, a, it's a dope city man <laughs> It's a dope city. What's good, Reggie? Nah, he's still muted. But um, but yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Let's go ahead. Let's dive into this show, man. We got we got a nice show prepared, man. Uh, real quick, I wanted to touch on this real quick. Look like we got a battle, uh, between Jim Jones and Pusha T. Um, do, do, do we really though? Yeah, do we really? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do y'all think about this battle? Briefly, what were y'all's first thoughts? Who do y'all feel has the upper hand as of right now? And it's just something I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on. And I, because this was this was a story that was kind of going on while we were on hiatus, but I just wanted to get y'all's feedback. So Man, one person. Uh, oh no, go ahead, go ahead, Jamil. I, I got something to say too. <laughs> one person dropped a diss in Paris at a Louis Vuitton fashion show, and one person dropped a diss in what appeared to be a street corner that they shot on like handy cam video. 
how the, how the kids say we are not the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and like let's let's I can't I can't I can't like forget to mention too like the Jim Jones this it just sounded like terribly offbeat it, it he wasn't oh riding the beat. he wasn't riding nah. the beat the same way push was riding the beat because he did the whole like I'm gonna jack your beat and dish you over it you know card but like he wasn't riding the beat the same nah. it's I, I thought he was ad-libbing I didn't even think he was rapping at first I thought he was ad-libbing and I was like oh ugh, this is the actual song <clears throat> But um, Push got at him, man. Push got at him. Jim Jones was out here talking greasy, saying Push was in the top 50 MC, saying nobody out here wants to be like Push. He's not cool. He's not this, yada, yada. You know, it just throwing rocks in the glass house. But but Vince, man, what, what, what did you think of it? See, this is what I hate. If you're going to say something, stand on it. Don't right. try to... If you don't like, if you don't like what he's doing, you don't like what he's doing. So what happened was he, he spoke too soon, because that's what happens sometimes in this social media world. Um, when people get the, because uh, I've done it myself too, like speaking too aggressively and then like thinking, man, maybe I should have fell back on that, you know, if I'm challenged with it. But that's basically what he did. He's like, oh no no no, I like push. Don't tell me he can rap. He can rap, which is what it's about. <laughs> But it's right. like, but don't nobody, nobody wants to be like him. Like, man, there's not too many rappers that are in my top five that I want want to look like or be like. So that 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 criteria makes no sense. And then well, and then he get butt hurt when um Pusha T shows why he should be in the top fifty. And then he responds with some stuff that shows why he ain't in the top fifty. Right. He ain't even running his own crew. Like I had to hear it, I, like, like what um Ian was saying. I had to hear it again after the first time I heard it because I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, wait a second, what's happening here? It sounded so. It sounded like it sounded like a a one second delay on when the beat started and he started rapping. I'm like, man, this is G Herbo at his worst. <laughs> we got a Talib Kweli goes right. Man, I'm, and then like I had to listen to it a couple times to really start to listen to what he was saying then it was like it didn't have the depth of writing that i felt like was necessary to match what push does because it definitely did it was so nah. straightforward nah what do you say what happened <laughs> so you talking about your brother what happened to that boy look like you selling crack to that boy like come on man yeah you're you're a professional recording artist yeah. So what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? What's what's up, Reg? Reg, real quick, your thoughts on the Pusha T Jim Jones battle slash beat? Who do you think got the upper hand, and and where do you see this going? Um, I don't know. You know, to be honest with you, um, hearing the song at the Louis Vuitton, I didn't think it was a diss to Jim Jones. It seemed like social media took it as a diss, and I just felt like Jim Jones bought into it which was a chess move, if it ever was one, in my opinion, to push a T. But that was what I thought. I didn't think he was talking about him. Kind of push always talk like that. If you ever listen to his music, he'd be directing his music towards somebody. But it don't never necessarily be about anybody particular. I just felt like he just fell for the okie doke. And that is open season. Um, yeah. 
Did y'all hear it? What? Did y'all hear yeah, the this he did featuring Cameron? Who? Ah. Uh, Push. So Push got this thing out right what now. You? It's called. It's featuring what? Cameron, even though hey, Cameron wasn't on it rapping. He had did this little, it's like this little interview or something talking about Jim Jones talking about how he's a crybaby or something. Well, I so it's a bunch of AIs going out here. I don't think Push has said something official. Okay. Because I've been looking in the comments and then people be like, man, push it in, write that. And then like the person whose page it is to say like, like I wrote it, but it sounds like something uh, Pusha would say. Like I didn't see that several times because I'm waiting on the response. But okay. if you well, look at Pusha T's uh, social media, he's still in Paris. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like he totally unbothered by, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Jim Jones. I, I thought Jimmy, I mean, of course, I don't think Jimmy has what it takes to to, to get at him. Um, I didn't think his response was the worst, but it definitely, I mean, if that was going to be, you know what I'm saying, what you had to respond to something that you felt like you were this year, it was a sad response. But, I mean, he had some bars in there, you know what I mean? I just don't think it was really hitting on nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we've said enough. I mean, like, <laughs> most most people, even from the outside looking in, can recognize that Push is a, just a, a higher caliber MC. And and that, it just is what it is. Like, yeah, just, just, there's no way Jim Jones is going to come out on top with this. Um, <clears throat> at least from my point of view. Unless he got some, like, really, really embarrassing dirt on Push or something that he can come out with. But, like, outside of that, like, I, I just kind of see this going nowhere um did, did you hear his response though in terms of like he was like who gonna spend the block for him as if like yes i did hear that okay so it's almost sound like he gonna end up getting some help like you know what i mean like because that's what it boils down like what do you why does somebody have to spend the block for you unless it's help so it's, <laughs> right. it just seems like he he knowing himself like he gonna lose his battle but he plan on getting somebody else to co-sign him and his beef and it's gonna be that which again is whack but yeah I mean we said all we need to say about Jim <laughs> Jones and his thing and I like Jimmy too like I think he's the most improved hip hop artist I've seen I agree. in a long time I agree um, I like Jim I like Jim Jones too I agree but up against push come on man yeah yeah no it's a it's a, it's a hard no come on <laughs> But 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 enough about that. Um, we also have um, I don't know if y'all saw this. It's another news nugget I wanted to tackle. Um, Talib Kweli um, has been going at it with fans online. Um, I don't know if y'all saw this, but remember the album that him and and Yasin Bey did the, the new Black Star album that was exclusive only through Luminary, and you <clears throat> had to pay for a Luminary's subscription to. Uh, obtain the album or listen to it well apparently they've pulled the album off Luminary they've pulled the album off Luminary and they've posted it on Bandcamp now if you're familiar with Bandcamp Bandcamp is free you can pay for product on Bandcamp but for the most part Bandcamp is also a streaming site so let's see here because I want to make sure I get the facts right here so fans online on what was this was this twitter no it's just instagram fans online kind of called out this this move 
because they felt Black Star was kind of double dipping. Well, that's that's what the pundits are saying. The fans were just kind of like, "What's up?" So here's what happened. So it says, as several fans flocked to the comments section of his Instagram posts to express their displeasure at being made to pay twice to hear the same album, Kwali confronted the backlash head on. Why was it taken off Luminary? One user asked, to which Kwali responded, because Luminary don't own it, we do. After a separate fan called his response a non-answer, the 47-year-old MC hit back with Venom. Imagine thinking I owe you an explanation for how I released my album that you didn't make. I don't. Our deal with Luminary was for three months. We left it up there for a year. That means you got to hear it, got to hear it for free for seven months. You're welcome. Now, if you want to buy it, you can. Um, then he added, if you want to complain instead, you're proving this album was never for you. I don't work for you and I actually don't care whether you hear it or not. I don't make music for you. I make music for my own mental health. How you feel about it doesn't matter. <laughs> then the fan pointed out that they had just renewed their $35 per year luminary subscription under the assumption that they will continue to get exclusive access to No Fear of Time, uh, as well as Quali's recently released Liberation 2. He said, you paid to hear Black Star for three months because that's what our deal was. You're going to tell me about my deal? Don't do that. That's stupid of you. Quali responded. In addition to being able to hear Black Star new album for three months, you got an additional seven months for free and Midnight Miracle and many other great podcasts with what you pay. You're welcome. Stop crying. You look pathetic right now. Then Quali began to call the fan a fascist, telling him to F off and accused him of being drunk. Um, then he he clashed with another user who criticized him for being rude to his fans and said there are tons of other great artists that are way better to their fans and don't make their fans fork out twice for their music. Then he said, I'm not rude to my fans at all. You're not my fan and you don't speak for my fans. You're some goofy liar. If you want access to the Black Star album that I'm not giving you, then go make your own Black Star album, Dumb-A, or keep crying on my page. Then he said, your tears are delicious. Fake so-called fans like you are exactly why this album ain't streaming. Y'all don't respect art or ownership and y'all treat artists like slaves. F you. I'm not your slave, white man. That means you don't get to tell me what I should be doing. You are not in charge of me or my art. F off, fake fan. Go support Nazis with yay. That's more your speed. What What is y'all's comments or, or, or feelings on this? I got thoughts, but, but I want to hear y'all's hey. thoughts first. All right. All right. So how many comments did the fan, did the guy write in response to all of these messages that uh, Talib had, like, was he re responding in between all of these, or was just, was this just like an insane rant that Talib went down? Well, Talib has a history of this. Uh, yes, yes. He does. Anytime anyone says anything less than flattering about him online, he's all over them. He he's gotten banned from Instagram not once but twice for harassing people, breaking certain. You know rules and regulations of Instagram, doxing people. Uh, he got he got re he recently got banned from Instagram like in June of this year for for something he did. I, I didn't even look into the details, but this is his habit. And even even 
most deaf and Dave Chappelle have gotten on him about this on, on their podcast. Like, yo, why mm-hmm. do you go back and forth with people? But this is beyond going back and forth. This is just being an a-hole. Nah, this is called when you know this is you feeling bad about what you did, but standing ten toes down on. <laughs> like I don't even know if you, you feel bad about it. You just what? My bad, my bad. No, I mean I'm just saying like you know how like when somebody does something and they yeah, it's like the I said what I said type situation with that energy. Absolutely, and it's like digging in even like, further. It, it, yeah, so somebody calls you out on it when you hoping nobody does but since you since they did now it's time for you to bury what they said by going going crazy over it. and it's like dude if they feel like if they spent more money to hear your album again and then you take it off to where they can't hear it and then they gotta spend money again somewhere else to hear it then that means it's somebody that wants to hear your music not somebody exactly. that doesn't deserve to hear it it's like wait i spent another 35 dollars to hear it and then you take it off like why you do that exactly the, the fan has a legitimate gripe here and for What's him crazy to, is, go ahead Jimmy, my I'm bad my, no 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 go ahead finish bro no no i, I got i got i got plenty go ahead okay <laughs> <laughs> the the messed up thing about it all is that so the fan has a legitimate complaint but quali has made some you know salient points there too but the tone is wild and he's all over the place with his you know with his commentary so it's kind of hard for you to even receive the point that he's trying to make because i don't disagree with the idea that you know fans in general don't respect ownership and artistry you know we start to see these these artists as um they themselves are product give me you know give me this thing that i want you know immaterial to how it might affect you the creator of it like i'm somehow owed this thing because you're in this position so the point that he's making in that in that way you know actually makes sense and i agree with that but nobody's gonna hear what you have to say if if you coming at him like that now you're just arguing about what was said or rather how you know how the point was made and you never actually get to make the point that you're making i forget this right I so so that is a very valid point but if you really cared about the fans you would let them know hey in such and such time i'm taking this album off of luminaire and i'm putting it on Bandcamp. right give these people a heads up Right, which they never did. Now, no. yeah, so it's like that's right. the, that's where that's where it's faulty because if you really do have fans that truly want to listen to it, why won't you be why won't you be uh, aware Fourth of that? And, and, and yeah, and give the fans let the fans know what your moves are so that they can support you. So they, right. they call themselves supporting you, and then you bring it somewhere else, and it's like, man, I can't get this little money back that I'm spent. Now I got to spend money again just to hear it, and then you go crazy on that. It's like you should have just let them know. It's kind of like you putting a, you have a, a tour out, and then you don't tell nobody you got a tour. Like we need to know what you, what your moves are in order for us to support you. Now it, right. it's worse than that. I, that's like saying I, that's like saying we 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 got a we got a farewell tour. You'll never be able to see us again. Unless you see us in this tour, and then when the tour is over, oh, we doing another tour, y'all. 
I I I agree kind of what everybody is saying, but I also feel like um at least in terms of me and like the older rappers, like they taking the ownership and everything a little bit too far. Like I think they need to work the independent route of like, yeah, they owning their masters and all that stuff. But there's still a way of putting it on the mainstream media for the masses to hear, for you to still get your recognition, for you to still do all that and not have to, you know what I'm saying, like cause your fans to pay for the album to show that you appreciate it by them. Like I feel like that's I feel like that's kind of hustling backwards, so to speak. Yeah. Not yeah. only is it you know what I mean? like, backwards, it's, it's pissing off your fans because... I, I agree. I agree because, I mean, I'm going to tell you, I didn't listen to it and I didn't even bother try to bootleg in it because it, it just seemed like it was unnecessary. Because you people, got so many people being successful doing it, the the platforms that is for the free, for the Spotify's and all that stuff, but they do they hustle by they press run or they do videos or they start uh, jumping up on festivals. And people start streaming it, and so they, I mean, yeah, it's a harder way of working, but you get the numbers that you get, you get the recognition that you're supposed to get, you get your money because your revenue is directly connected to your hustle, and it's, you know, what I'm saying it's beneficial on everybody's end. But you crying about, yeah, nobody buying it. It's like that's not the way it works no more. But <laughs> like, and- you're right. It's not the way it works anymore. And here's the thing. This is why this is what annoys me, because he I don't know if he thinks uh, people are just stupid, but like you you put up such a fuss about how art is being cheapened and, and, and nobody wants to pay money for anything anymore. And we we as artists, we get to determine the, the value of our own art and blah, blah, blah. OK, so you broker deal with Luminary. Hopefully it was to your liking. But then you turn around less than a year later and you put the same album up for free on Bandcamp. So it's like you're undercutting your own argument. Like like you're saying that art and music is being cheapened, but then you put it on a free website. Now, granted, if a person chooses to support them and buy the album by by like a physical media or a bundle of the album, as opposed to streaming it on Bandcamp. You know, fine, they'll they'll do that. But who's gonna do it a year after the fact after they've most likely already heard the album and now you're pissing off fans? Like like you're yeah, fans everything. That's what I'm saying. It's like sometimes these people who um are preaching this independent artistry, like they too smart for their own good. If they were smart, they should have did an album and they was it was for sale, but it was a hard copy. It came with like posters and signatures. You know what I mean? Like it, it yeah. came with something. People would have bought it. The true fans, they would have had a piece of it. They still could have did the platform. They could have. I mean, like that's just. I don't know who. I don't know who they business or they they PR people, but they should be fired and 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 Talib and them should stop making music. Yeah, they should <laughs> stop making music. Like because they don't get it. Yeah, I I I and I don't get them. It's like. It's like they, it's like they're, 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 they're high off their own supply. It's like they've been existing in this bubble with Dave Chappelle and Elon Musk for so long. It's it's like they, they, they're starting to smell their own crap a little bit. And it's like, first of all, the album wasn't even that good. When you released it on Bandcamp, you didn't even do like a deluxe version. The, the songs Tribute and Mineral Mountain still weren't on that version. And and you're, you've done so little research, you don't know that Bandcamp has a feature where 
certain where listeners when they log on they can find your album but they cannot listen to it or stream it unless they pay for it there are albums on Bandcamp like that so you didn't even look into this enough to be like yo put it on a setting where they pay us 12 15 20 dollars to hear the album as opposed to them just being able to stream it for free you didn't even look that far into it so i don't want to hear the, the the whole thing about y'all being smart businessmen that's out the window too yeah this I, is I what y'all should have done the whole time but I, I don't i honestly don't think a lot of people went on luminary or signed up for luminary to hear this album and then the, which is why they pivoted and then the few that did now they're complaining like yo why we have to pay for it twice and you're going off on those people the right response should have been like man my fault man we appreciate the support not to call them racist fascist and telling them to f off and all oh, this album ain't for you and, and and yada 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 this is a fan bro this is somebody who paid to hear your music and you're name calling them <laughs> you know what i mean in the worst possible way no i agree if, if they were smart they should have they should have performed the album live and put it on only fans if they were smart that's another option, bro. That's another option. <laughs> like, they would have made, of, made a lot of bread off of it. And it would have been, uh, what you call it, like something that you could have saved, or not saved, but downloaded on there. So you can only view the whole thing. Like, I mean, that's, to me, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know who they are that's like, oh man, you should do this because, like, they not smart, man. And they need to, they need to hire some young people that's making money, making crap music, but is, is, you yeah, know, out here living. Units. But yeah. the internet savvy. I mean, yeah, I think that's what they need to do because, like I said, they they too smart for their own good, and they and like uh, Ian is making the point, like they're pissing off they they fans, people that really support them wholeheartedly. The thing is, Yo, these are touring was... artists. They, they it's not like they you know radio cats. Like you kind of need your fans to be on your side to make your money. They don't they don't make their money in album sales. They never have. Yeah, and they jump in. He jumped a gun on on this crazy rant because from what i'm hearing it sounds like the dude just asked why he didn't ask exactly. he didn't say what you should be doing he didn't say what you should be doing with your independence your this that and the third he just said why did you do this and right. dude went on a rant and it's like yeah. that that lets you know that why you were doing it deep down inside you knew that it was something other than it was something that was ulterior as a motive i don't know exactly what it is but for you Ooh. to go that crazy and jump the gun, you knew that it was something that you shouldn't been doing. Like this is I was about to say, or he didn't know what he was doing. Maybe he was the only one fighting to do this move, and now he on a long island because maybe Dave Chappelle and them told him don't do it. I mean, it could be Bro, a bunch of that too. You know what I'm saying? So now you got to be now you defensive because you know what I'm saying you the one that said you know, and now your fans is calling it could you be out. a whole bunch of ways. It's, it's, but either way, it's not smart. Whoever, hey man, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Awesome. You can't have your cake and eat it too, though. It's like, just you can do whatever you want with your art, this, that, and the third. But people have the right to talk about what you did. There's consequences to your actions. Now, if you really cared about the fans, I'm not, and I'm not saying he doesn't, but I'm saying in this instance, it doesn't, it does, like it don't seem like it. If you really cared right. though, you would let them know what you're doing because these are the people that rock with you. Yeah. There's a reason why um, Jamil calls most deaf the, the C stoop. <laughs> There's a reason why it's, it's it's not it's not about what they do, it's about how they do it. 
Yeah. Hey, yo, we 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 got Nick in the house, man. We got Bay Bay Area West Coast in the house. Uh, I want to give you a moment to, to weigh in on on this whole Talib Kweli back and forth with the fans. Look at him, emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Rap battle bars. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I just was hearing this from you guys. I hadn't really heard anything about it and for a moment I thought he was having people pay for it on band camp and I'm like people didn't pay for it the first time but um no. yeah no it quality it, it, has always seemed like the kind of person who would like punch his own hand for expressing an opinion opposite of his anyway so yeah furthermore like like and maybe this is a generational thing like you don't have to respond to everybody it's like you know you do bro you you part of generation x man it's like you you don't you should have you shouldn't be having time to like go at it with people even if they are saying something mean to you but like with fans who just ask ask you an honest like good faith question like okay what's the deal it's like it's it's no need to go in on them you know a lot of people are calling Generation X, you know, Baby Boomer 2.0 because of how they act on the Internet. And this with with Kwali in particular, like he's he's got a history of this. It's like, come on, man. Like people are, are just terrible on the Internet in general, man. This is this is nothing new. You know, people people respond to my TikToks with all sorts of stuff. And I don't engage because I don't know these people. They don't know me. I'll never meet them. You know, people say stuff like "kill yourself," "never do a list again," all because I said graduation. I thought I thought Lauren Hill's Miseducation was a better album than Graduation. It's like people say all sorts of things, but you just you gotta ignore it, bro. Like it's status that they're at. Like you know, they they got the room to ignore it, but sometimes it just seems like they're bored and they have to say something. Yeah, yeah. And, and I do think deep down inside, he knows this was a this was a terribly executed idea. Like you don't see Kanye online arguing with people about uh, the STEM player. You don't see Rizzo online arguing with people about that Once Upon a Time in Shaolin album. It's like certain things should just be above you or below you. I'm sorry, below you. And um, it's okay it's to just, it's okay it's okay to have a bad idea and make a mistake. You can write it. You, you don't have to stand 10 toes down on it. Sometimes you just, hey, maybe this will work out and it don't. Or it doesn't work out and you should just be like, okay, let me revamp, let me rethink my uh, strategy here. Yeah, I mean, right. fans like vulnerability. Fans like vulnerability anyway. So if you just would have said like, hey, we just trying to figure it out or whatever, you know what I mean? They would have enjoyed that response more than the way he came at it. So again, I, yeah. I agree with everyone on this one yeah yeah but uh it's like dude dude is not making me inclined to fur to support him any further like the way he you know the way he talks to fans man it's just when the music ain't good and then your your actual like online persona is terrible as well it's just like okay what 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 is what's really left here to, for me to be supporting so yeah, and you gotta be you gotta be humble, man. Like I think, um, money in the banks. He he will completely agree with what I'm about to say here. Oh, by the way, um, you might have the best DJ logo I've seen in a while, bro. Um, you might have it, but um, from one DJ to another, 
when you have a bad set, a lot of times you be looking at everybody else like, what's wrong with y'all, man? I just snapped. Like, I don't know why y'all not dancing to what I'm playing. Like, you think you have all the answers because you're the one, dis you know, displaying the, the talent or the skill or the art. But sometimes yeah. it's just not received the same way. So you want to make it and put it on everybody else. But you just got to be humble and realize like, nah, it just didn't work out this time. Let me go back from home. Yeah. Um, and let me start from scratch and, and you know procure something else good and put it out there for the world to hear and hopefully they'll enjoy that you can't you, yeah. you know sometimes it just doesn't work out yeah i actually <laughs> uh saturday night when i i dj this event um at like a brewery type place i had like a, a moment like that where there weren't a lot of people dancing or moving and stuff but um i dropped like this classic rock track and there was this table in front of the dj booth and they were i heard the guy say something like oh that's now you're playing the real music and if i was in my feelings it would have been like are you serious but something told me you know what i wonder if you <laughs> like these other tracks too so I went off on this classic rock set and they went crazy for it. And so it's all about reading the room, like knowing who your audience is because, you know, knowing who your audience is and not getting offended if they don't rock with something that you do. Um, I mean, if you're an entertainer, you got to take that stuff into account anyway. And it's not like Kwali is like a new artist, so really has no excuse for this. He, he just doesn't know how to read the room or he does, he just doesn't care, which is even worse. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, there you have it. So Sometimes, man, like, you know, people, I hear people say, man, you never want to meet your idols. And I, I think this is one of those instances. It's like the, these dudes meant so much, you know, to me in terms of like their artistry and what they represented in hip hop. But like their, their personas are just like, they, they kind of some arrogant dudes, man. They kind of some arrogant dudes, like you yeah. know. And and a lot of people have personal beef, you know, who weren't looking for beef with with Talib Kweli, you know. Um, quick, quick question, Ian. Sure. Uh, what race was this person that asked this question of him? That I don't know, but I, there's another account online from 2017 that I found when I was researching this about a white dude who um, he made a comment to to Kwali online about something about how he didn't need to address every racist person on the internet or something, every racist comment, and Talib went off on him and calling him a racist and a fascist and you don't own wow. me and this, this, and that. So. I think he's just I don't know man he's he's turned up for some reason on that on that end and it's like he, he makes things racial even when it ain't racial sometimes so it wasn't a black woman that asked him that <laughs> no if it was a black woman he would have just doxed her yeah yeah I'm like you know hearing the harassment I thought it was another black woman that did. yeah wow <laughs> you know quality <laughs> Yeah. A lot of these, a lot of real talk, man. A lot of these, like, conscious MCs with these positive images and whatnot, like, 
they got another side to him, man. My, my wife has a personal beef with Ryan Fest, and like it's on site with her and him. I'm not oh. even going to get into it right now, but um, yeah, oh. man, they can they can they can show another side to themselves. Tell me off flex, man. <laughs> yeah, we need that story off flex. <laughs> I mean, it, he, he's he's far from the only one. That's for sure. I think Jaguar Wright may have been right about some of these things, even though she's crazy. <laughs> yeah, broken clock is right twice a day. Still, I don't know. That's not. That's definitely not the uh, the, the correct messenger for any message. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's 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 get into our next segment, man. This is one of my favorite times of the year, uh, the midway point of the year. We have six months down, six months to go. Uh, so we have a a, a fair, uh, a, a moderately sized uh, sample size of, of hip hop that has dropped this year, and I wanted to uh, just take a moment to just kind of reflect and and and, and review some of the the dopest uh, releases that have come out this year. You know, and and have the crew share some albums that they feel are, are the dopest releases of the year so far, since we're at the midway uh, mark. And that is that is hip hop releases. And you feel free to include instrumental albums, EPs, mixtapes, whatever. I think we've had an okay first half. I, I, I have a feeling the second half is going to be a lot stronger. But one of the things I wanted to do at this point was have you all share. Um, the top five or ten or if you have more you have between five and ten that's that's perfectly fine as well but the dopest releases uh hip-hop releases that have dropped in the year 2023 so far for you um so who wants to take it first i'll i'll let someone else go first all right any takers i could take it go ahead reggie um because it ain't that many to me so Nah. <laughs> I just wanted to verify something really fast before I make this statement. So give me one second. Okay, so to me, uh three best oh I only got three <laughs> albums of the uh oh, really? so far at the top. Yeah. And so far is um The Great Escape, Larry Jr. Alchemist. I got um and I don't really know, like, um, this Call Me If You Can, Get Lost, the Stay Sam. I know it's a bonus album. It was originally dropped in 2022, but I guess because of the bonus, it was it was added songs on there. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the title of the creator, Call Me If You Get Lost, the Stay Sam. And I'm going with Michael. Mm, okay. All right. So those are my only midway point albums that's even worth you know what I'm saying? Time in terms of like actually listen to the whole project. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay, okay, not a problem. Real quick, can you speak on Michael a little bit and what you enjoyed about it? Um, so I I enjoy I enjoy the vulnerability of it. I enjoy, of course, the lyrics. Um, I think it was a very thought out album in terms of features, in terms of placement of tracks. Um, in terms of production, um, I just think it's like, it was a really, really solid, solid project. And I don't know if anybody heard like his press run, but he put a lot of money into making the album and it yeah. reflects 
and yeah. the music and then the quality of it. And so again, like, it's right now, it's one of my favorite albums. And I, I battle between playing that and Larry June with it being the summertime. Cause that Alchemist album is, is ridiculous. But it is. It is. Um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with it. And then the Tyler, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tyler can get a little wild as lyrics or whatever, but that dude is phenomenal with the same thing. Track placement, bars, you know what I'm saying? His features, um, you know, blends of instruments going in and out and, you know, like changing of, of you know, beats and music in the middle of the song. I mean, like he's another one that just, I, he gets it in terms of how music's supposed to be sound as well as how he's supposed to sound on it. So. Uh, those are my three albums. Okay, understood. Yeah, the um, Larry June and Alchemist was another dope release. Uh, if you have not already, check out the review myself, uh, Jamil and Nick did on that album on the channel. Um, but yeah, I was I was very impressed by Michael as well. Okay, all right. So uh, let's swing it on over to Nick. Uh, Nick, you got any? Notable hip hop releases that you felt were the dopest of the year so far. Well, real quick before I get into it, Reggie, it's good to finally be on with you, bro. Um, just like Reggie, I had three that I could think of, or maybe four. Four, I got four I could think of. So, um, first one I was thinking of is the, the Alchemist and Larry June. Um, once I finally got to listen to the whole thing, um, it's just a really, just a really clean album. Um, Larry June is, is something else on the microphone. Like, like I said in the, um, in the review, just the whole, like, you know, the area putting you on the game style and that he's throwing on there. Um, it felt it felt like home for me, and it's it's. <laughs> I think we were saying it. It's real like motivational. Like it 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 almost felt like a real motivational speaker album type of thing. And Alchemist, you know, killed it on production as usual. Um, second one I got is <laughs> scaring the hoes. Um, <laughs> I knew you was gonna have that on your list. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Scaring the Hose is just a monster, and it, it, I didn't know what I was expecting. You still there? That West Coast earthquake beat. Uh-oh. That's not the signal. Is that an omen for talking yeah, about was, that album? I was enjoying <laughs> <laughs> Okay, he's back. He's back. Oh, did I cut... I cut out again, man. I can't. I guess I can't talk about it. You huh. <laughs> can't be yeah. at the scam. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So I gotta know that if you didn't know that you cut out, I mean, you couldn't hear us. What was you laughing at? <laughs> uh, we couldn't hear him. He could hear no, us. I, I can. No, yeah, I can hear you. I couldn't. I didn't know you couldn't hear me. <laughs> okay. Because when you no. came back, you was laughing. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> laughing at, it, at his own jokes <laughs> 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 my bad I got it now did he go out I again got, did I go out nah. again you there, there you go awesome yeah I'm I'm, I'm a, huh? hold, hold on hold on baby hold on 
Um, and so the third one I got is um, that uh, Fly Anakin Skinamax album. Oh, really? Uh, I stay away from that album cover, but I really like that album, man. Like, I thought it was a pretty good follow-up to Frank. It's not as good as Frank, but I enjoyed it. Um, okay. 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 I'll open when you knock. Okay. I'll just mm-hmm. take that. Yeah. And I will talk. Okay. <laughs> okay. I will. All right. My baby. Hey, you need... You need a you need a cutout a cardboard cutout of Danny Brown to scare her when she come in the room. <laughs> uh, she'll, she'll just laugh. She'll just laugh. <laughs> but um, yeah, that fly anything Skinamax you can get past the cover. I I think it's really dope. Um, looking forward to hearing more from dude. And the the fourth one I had is that Kate Tremina. Um. I really like that Kate Tremina. I'm not like a dude who's really listened to the Amina dude that much, but he really showed out on that album. And of course, it has like the best Freddie Gibbs feature <laughs> in the last few years on it. So yeah, those are my three or my four. All right, I, ha- I have heard nothing but good stuff about the the Kate Tronime. Is that the way you say it? I think it's Katramina, but I'm not too sure. It's something like that. Yeah, it's it's like a combination of Katranata and Amine, um, the rapper. <clears throat> I'm not sure how they pronounce it, but I have heard nothing but but, but good stuff about that particular album. So I, I actually got that in my queue. I, I, I look forward to checking that out. But um but yeah, that's a that's a that's a pretty good list. I, I forgot all about the fly Anakin. It, it, I remember it came out earlier in the year. And it didn't grab me quite like the Frank album grabbed me, so I just kind of forgot about it. But maybe I need. I to think it takes. A, I think this one takes a couple listens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Most likely. Most likely. Yeah. But Frank, man, Frank grabbed me right away. Pause. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. I, 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 I'll, I'll throw my list out there because it's a mentioning of what you all said. But I, uh, well, not every single one, but the mind of a saint, Sky Zoo. Oh, forgot that that came out this uh, year, right? Yep. Yeah, early, early good January. Call. Good, good okay. call. I, I, I do retract my statement. Then I agree with that. That's four. I, I'll take that back. I just started listening to that too, though. That's why I had in my mind. But yeah, I just good one. That's good to one. Hey, yeah, Reggie, were you a fan of the show as well? What? What? What'd you say? Were you a fan of the show as well? That it was based off of. You know what? I'm not that familiar with it. I'm Woo. not gonna lie. Oh, man, so you, you gotta, gotta you gotta put me on on the on the side pause. <laughs> for right, sure. So, so that's the crazy part because I I I hadn't only had watched one season of the show, but when I listened to the uh, the the album, those references, man, was making me remember some of the movie, you know, some of the show. So I started watching the show again because of it. Um, I'm halfway that's through. My story too. <laughs> yeah, I'm halfway through the second season, and I'm remembering parts from the sh- from the album by watching the show. So it's like that made it just like this. Just makes it amazing to be able to to, to write in that way, stay in that pocket, still make it creative. Because sometimes you know how like you can make references, but it starts to get corny because you're just finding ways to to word stuff so that you can bring that reference in there. Like, Excuse me, y'all, they're shooting fireworks and the dog's going crazy. Um, but like, 
it didn't it, it was no corniness to the way he was sliding in as the references and stuff like that it really felt like he was the dude that he's portraying mm -hmm. from the show and it's like man you get props for that you get props mm -hmm. and plus all together it was dope anyway it wasn't like you it's like like i'm forced to be like oh just because he did that he actually it's actually a dope out um then then the second one you got is uh and I'm forgetting that quick, but uh, what is this album? Um, Scaring the Hoes. No, no, no. I guess I guess it should be up there because like a lot a lot more people are saying, oh, the Larry June out, Larry June the albums. Like I feel like everybody's gonna have their. It might not be the top three, but it's it's gonna make the list. And Michael, of course. I don't know if it's because it's just the recency bias or if it's just really that dope. But um, after the first two songs, it takes off um, in a way that's unexpected. When Enrich comes on, it, it had me at that at that um, at that song right there. It had me. And then it just took off from that point. And it was unexpected. I didn't know he was dropping anything. And oh. so, yeah, me me being a guy that got into Run the Jewels and Killer Mike later because I had to apologize to myself for it. Just remembering him when he first came out was like his name didn't make me be motivated to listen to anything he had. But the way he matured as far as what he writes about and how he writes and his level of writing. Man, I had to apologize for my, to to myself for doing, give you know, mm. not giving his music any listen. But that, yeah, that Michael boy, that is a moment in time for me. I'm gonna have to give that a listen. I'm still a little mad at him for faking that Andre 3000 announcement. So once I get over that, then I'll listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> you'll forget. You, you'll be over it once you hear what uh, Andre 3000 did on the song on that album. You you you'll forgive him. All right. But so yeah. it goes just your three or Yeah, it's my three. This okay. this year this year has been mediocre, but like it's like the, a top level mediocre if that makes any sense. Nothing nothing to um nothing to be shying over, but you're not you're not talking about any classics and a whole bunch of them. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right. So Jamil, I'll swing it over to you. Um yeah, I'll, I'll continue the sentiment that, you know, it, we, we've got some good projects that have come out, but just um, haven't been blown away with the volume, I would say. But also, I realized that there are some projects out there that just, just kind of passed me by, like Flyannick, and I think I knew about it, but it, it just, I, I haven't heard it. Um, and I think there were a couple of them that were like that for me. Uh, so I did struggle a little bit to come up with five. Um, but I, I do have them. So I'm going to go with uh, the Larry June Great Escape, obviously. Especially right now, it's perfect for, for this time of year. Um, I, too, have Scaring the Hoes, surprisingly. Um, it, it took me, you know, a couple of listens <laughs> to really appreciate it in its in its totality. It was, I still think it's, it's noisy, but I, I it took me a minute, but I got it. And I, I still stand on, you know, the only reason this album works is because of Danny Brown's voice and how he's able to just his style, like 
works really well with that chaotic sound. So yeah, that's that's uh, four. Um, no order, it's just that's just where it was on that one. Um, I got Rome Streets wasn't building a day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Got to have a Griselda representative because Coke rapper save hip hop. Um, I have a glorious game, Black Thought. Good one. Uh, okay. I got uh, Shay Noir now, Noir or Never, and of course Michael. And I know I said no particular order. This this album absolutely is in order. Michael is the best album that's come out this year so far. Ain't even close. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I know so I hate to do prisoner of the moment stuff, but <laughs> Michael, Michael, Michael is cold. It is cold. It is cold. It, it, it. I, well, I have thoughts on it as well, but, but the Rome Streets was a good catch as well as the Black Dog Glorious Game. That was that was one I think people are kind of sleeping on. Man, um, everybody so far has had the Larry June on on their on their list. Uh, can you speak on that a little bit? I think it's just. It might be a timing thing too, because it, it just goes perfectly right now. But Alchemist laced them, man. Um, and, and Larry June would not have been, I can't say that he would have been like my favorite MC. Um, and I, I'm, I wasn't super familiar with his work prior to this project, but the marriage of his writing and, and Alchemist production, um, it just, it feels like being on the West Coast. And I think that's what gives it its texture. So we keep calling it a summertime album, but really, it's just it's just West Side. Like the weather's always nice in, in most of the West Coast. I mean, you go a little farther north and ain't always, but it just kind of puts you in the field of you know the beach and palm trees and just just kind of a chill chill vibe for um, like you might have in the summer. So I think it's just a feel good album, and it cut through a lot of just otherwise mediocre projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's definitely a feel good album. When you're done listening to it, you you feel you feel good. <laughs> you yeah, feel good. you're like refreshed. Yeah, you feel cool oh. listening to it. Like he's not talking down on you. You know what I'm saying? He's not flexing on you. He's putting you on game. The production is amazing. It's like, dude, the 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 stuff Alchemist has been doing within the past like five or seven years has just been phenomenal. He's he's really hit a stride. That's just like yeah, man. It's just awesome, <clears throat> you know. It's just awesome. It, it, it's so fun to hear a producer grow up and mature, and his sound mature with him, and have his audience and his fan mature along with that sound. And it's, um, yeah, man. It's, it's it's just what the doctor ordered, man. So, yeah. Shout outs to that album. Uh, can you speak a little bit on Glorious Game with Black Thought? I mean, yet again, man. He puts on a clinic lyrically. I think this one kind of flew a little bit below the radar because it didn't have the same, um, just like bombastic production that some of the other streams of thought albums may have had. It was a little more subdued production wise, but like Thoughts Pen is dang near second to none. Like, I will, I'll put his, his body of work up against anybody's. Like, as, as far as, just bar for bar he's he's a rapper's rapper and this was no exception to that indeed we're gonna have to have a discussion about that one day uh it'll be another day though but uh yeah i'll just keep going 
that that track i think it's called the weather on glorious game where he's like painting a picture of like a summer day in his youth like bro i was transfixed when i heard that that song bro like it was he he really like laid it out i think it's called i think it's the weather i don't i don't i, I think that's the name of the song but um just just extremely extremely descriptive you know and um yeah that's that's that that album is a sleeper all right for me i actually believe it or not i do have 10 albums um for the midway mark and then i wanted to bring up an album i'm surprised nobody has brought up so far but um at number 10 i got um i got just vibes and negro justice with their album art of the craft uh, very underground group. I'm not even sure where they're from, to be quite honest with you. I think they're from Philly. But this is a very, very high quality album, both production wise and lyrically. Negro Justice is a great underrated MC. He, he just he delivers every verse, every song. Um, and the production was was pretty dope too. This was a this was the type of album I could have seen myself rocking back in like 2002, 2003, like like on repeat constantly. Um, it's kind of got that type of vibe to it, kind of kind of like a more upbeat, long catalyst type vibe. But it's a it's a great album. I I, I, I recommend anybody check it out uh, if you just want to hear some dope beats and rhymes. Just vibes and Negro Justice, Art of the Craft. At number nine, I got Rome Streets. Uh, wasn't built in a day. Rome Streets is doing what he does best on this project. He's giving us those hardcore street bars, battle bars. Um, I like this album because he kept it a lot shorter than his previous album, Kiss the Ring. And he just got to the point. You know, he didn't play around. And uh, this is an album I look forward to visiting. Like, I, it would have landed higher on my list had it been a slightly longer album, but this is definitely worth checking out. Um, and number eight, I got Superstition with Every Last Word. This project was consistent from top to bottom. This is a classic and, and great example of what I call grown man rap. And uh, without being pretentious or gaudy, and he just he's just spitting some real life bars on here. And, and the production ain't bad. Uh, it's been a while since we've heard from Superstition, but he is one of my favorite MCs. And this this project kind of kind of resolidified you know um his standing in, in my mind um and number seven i have billy woods and kenny siegel with maps man if you want to hear something different <laughs> this is the album for you billy woods is not for everybody i would say he's more for like rap listeners or hip-hop listeners who are a little tired or a little bored with the traditional format of most hip-hop songs but this album is like a map, you know? It's like every time I listen to it, I pick up something new. And he's got some very like just prickly and insightful bars and, and rhymes that really make you think. Kenny Siegel kept the production on here pretty pretty diverse too. It, it's, it's, a, it's a very diverse sounding album. And the guest appearances are fire too. Uh, Shrapnel, Danny Brown, Elucid. It's, it's some dope guest appearances on here as well. Number six, I got Black Thought uh, with Glorious Game. I listened to this recently, and this album is better than I remember. And, and you know, I said it slept on already, but you know, it, it is a pretty slept on album. Like, it didn't really have that like breakout single that that everybody like paid attention to. You know, it was like a nice little quiet project, but it's it's a lot of substance here. 
and a lot to like about this album like i thought it was going to sound like a roots album a little bit just with a different band um because l michael's affair which is a band at the production but they utilize a lot of samples on here too which kind of surprised me a lot of vocal samples that really punched up a lot of the songs so i like that they they still threw that in there um but yeah i i really like that album and then number five, I got Larry June and Alchemist with Great Escape. Uh, this was probably the surprise of the year for me. Um, it really shouldn't have been. I, I already know what Alchemist brings to the table, but I was still kind of on the fence about Larry June. I had heard some tracks of his here and there, but I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't really on the Larry June train like that. You know, he he kind of reminded me of Currency a little bit or trying to think of another example. Um but he was kind of in that vein, you know what I mean? Like, like he had his dedicated fan base, and I didn't really see him breaking out of that. But with the Great Escape and, and the heat that he got laced with on that album, like I, I think everybody should check this album out. I don't think you'll regret it. Uh, number four, I got Mickey Diamond with Oroku Saki. Um, this is a short album that kind of got released, <laughs> yeah, earlier this year. <laughs> Forgot about that one. Yeah, that that's that's a dope one. That's another sleeper. Um, Oroku Saki. Uh, it's kind of a of a concept album, but Mickey Diamond. He he comes out of Detroit. Um, he's got great voice, great delivery, great taste in production, um, and great concepts. Man, like I, I really dug his bars. Number three, I got Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia scaring the holes. Volume one. Um, kind of i kind of flip-flop this jumps between two and three for me for the year with the with the with the next album i'm going to mention but i've already said what i need to say about this album it's it's a great album if you want to hear something different uh the production is out of this world i get the same vibes off of it that i used to get when i used to listen to def jux projects back in the early 2000s and you know i'm a danny brown fan too so you know that helps and then number two i have uh, Killer Mike with Michael. This album, man, it feels like so much more than just a rap album to me. It feels like, like gospel, like blues, like you know, southern gospel. Yeah, man. Like, like, and y'all already mentioned it. His vulnerability on the album, like, I, I love it when MCs do that when they they reveal something on a song and you're just sitting there listening, going, man. I might have kept that to myself, you know what I mean? Like, I love it when MCs do that and they open up, and it's it's a very deeply personal um, album, and I appreciate it. He went there, you know, with certain songs, you know, and it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. He's he's going on tour with the choir that sings the the backup vocals on the album. He's taking them on tour Bruh. with him. Man, I kind of want to go see a show if he comes to Chicago. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, will, have, I, I'm I won't tell nobody, that. but I'll be there. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's 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 how much I dug <laughs> this album. You know. Hey, hey, hey. Um. Hey, let me know if he does, man. I I try to make a a flight out there. We'll go together. Who, who you who you speaking of? Yeah. Uh, the killer Mike. Mike. Yeah, the killer Mike. Yeah, also, but, real quick, if, if you don't mind me interrupting. Shout out whoever uh, A&R the album because the idea to put Fabo of all people because we ain't heard from Buddy in forever on the song. 
called a song for the junkies. That was genius. Oh yeah, yeah. That was genius. To to put Fable on that. But you're 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 exactly right. The 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 track placement for these records on here, phenomenal. Yeah. Like like yeah. But I did I wasn't crazy about one, but where it's placed within the album, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Where the only thing I would change is Motherless Child. I would have put that last. That's the only thing I would change. Mm. I don't know. I like where it's at. It's not bad. Maybe but second that, that, or last. It was just so powerful. It feels like that's the one that need to just end it. Yeah, yeah. That, but that's yeah. A, a small nitpick. Yeah, but phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, just, just craftsmanship with that album. You know, and he went back to his roots from the very first track. He said "nigga" like thirty-eight times, like in that first right, verse. Right. And like, I'm like, okay, he's intentionally he's intentionally doing this because he he's trying to get back to his roots. This this ain't necessarily for the people who are running jewels fans. These are for the people who are Killer Mike fans and and Southern right. hip hop fans. The track right. he did with um, what, I think it was was a Juicy J, the one with the B switch. DJ um, Paul. Yeah, with DJ Paul, not Juicy J, DJ Paul. Oh my God! Like, yeah, man, phenomenal album. You would definitely tell he spent a lot of money on this one. Yeah, yeah. What he did said, he say? He, he said, he said five hundred thousand. Man, to have that to spend on an album, you know, like. Well, I mean, again, kind of what we were talking about with I live Kuali and them putting it on that platform. Like, he put the money into the album. He was confident in his product. He's getting the response because he did the work. And he's doing a promotion tour, and people are listening to it and deeming it as a classic already. I mean, that's what you do. Like, that's what. And he owns it. Like, right, you know right. I mean? Like, it's the same concept, but done right. Like, yeah, exactly. Done right. Like, mind boggling how. Yeah, you put the work in. You put the work in, people will hear it. People will respond to it, you know. But if you if you have a it, oh, we just gonna record these over, over these these leftover verses, over these leftover tracks in this hotel room. Hotel room, yeah. And people are just gonna buy it because we're Black Star, and if they don't buy it, then f you, you know. Like, no, that's not what people respond to. People respond to albums like this. That's hip hop. Authenticity. Right. Authenticity. Yeah, and honesty and vulnerability. And number one, man, I got Sky Zoo and the other guys with Mind of a Saint. I can't say I heard an album that was better than this uh, this year. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> this has got my number one spot. Very jazzy, boom bap production, elite lyricism, elite storytelling. Not only does he capture the spirit of the characters from Snowfall and particularly Franklin Saint, he even fills in the gaps uh, between, you know, episodes and scenes that the character might have been thinking or experiencing, you know, as that the story of the show progressed. Excellent job. Excellent job. When I was a little worried when I heard he was doing that concept for this album, I didn't know if he could do it justice, but, you know, he did it justice. So. You know, this this is probably the Sky Zoo is probably the most impressive uh, album I've heard this year. Uh, just when you take into account bars, production, all of that. So those are my those are my top ten for the year so far. 
Uh, as we get closer to December, of course, that might change. But, you know, we shall see. All right. I was kind of surprised that nobody brought up the Conway album. Um, I haven't even I heard the whole album. I don't think it was his best work. I, I haven't even heard the whole album. I I watched the documentary more than listened to the album. Okay. And I just, I just, I just haven't got Reggie. I mean, I listened to it, and I mean, don't get me wrong, you get what you get from Conway out of it. But... To me, it's just, I don't think it's as well put together as the other albums. Like, you know, it's just not, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no knock towards Conway and, and what he provides and what he gives, but it's just not, it's not that. Um, I need to finish it, but I do, I will say this. It didn't feel, it didn't feel, I didn't feel his hunger in this one. Like I felt the any other. I felt like a guy that's been in the All Star game for the last three, four years. So now, you know, I don't see the hunger. He already knows his position. He's not. He's not vying for it. You know, that's what. That's the energy I was giving off in his album. I say that like they don't. Uh, it felt like a uh, like a, a, a contract obligation. Yeah, yeah. But it also felt like. The um the energy was different than his others. It's like he's he. It felt like he knew he already made it. It's just like this is this is on top of what what I've needed to give y'all now. Now I'm just giving y'all bonus stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I gotta finish it though. Yeah, I, I gave it a once through, and I, I gotta say nothing on it. What really caught me, so I, I I do get why I do understand why it didn't land on people's uh, you know best of list so far. Uh, I think honestly, like I don't know, a lot of Conway albums as of lately have been having diminishing returns for me. It's like the last one that really impressed me was uh, from King to a God. Um, you know, I thought La Macaina was okay. I thought God Don't Make Mistakes was okay. And then this one just was kind of, I don't know, b- below average. But, uh, but yeah, I was just curious what y'all thought of that album. All right. So let's get into our album Face Off for the Night. Um, I have quite an interesting one. And uh, 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 another <laughs> Underground West Coast album Face Off. Uh, queued up for y'all so this week we'll be putting uh quality control by jurassic five up against uh sound pieces the antidote by loop pack and um have y'all weigh in on which one of these albums y'all felt was better and why and in one corner we have quality control by jurassic five this was their second lp uh released june 6 2000 on interscope records clocking in at 15 tracks and 53 minutes uh, produced by Cut Chemist, DJ Newmark, and Shafiq Hussein. And it is going up against Loop Pack's The Antidote, <clears throat> or Sound Pieces, The Antidote, which was uh, their first full-length album released June 29th, 1999, on Stone's Throw and Fat Beats Records, clocking in at 24 tracks and 73 minutes, produced entirely by Mad Lib. Uh, so, um, between these two albums... I'll give it up to you all. Between these two albums, which one were y'all feeling more and why? And I kind of want to swing it to Nick first. 
Well, well can, I, can I say this? Um, I didn't get a chance to listen to the album, so I'm, I'm going to vicariously vote through Nick. <laughs> okay. And I'm, I'm over here trying to get this child in the back. <laughs> oh man! Um, give me a few minutes. I'll I'll get I'll get to I'll get to it. Okay, do your thing. Do your thing. I, I totally understand. Uh, do the calls. Uh, Reggie, did you get to check out these albums at all? Um, I I have, but I didn't do it for the actual homework assignment. I had these projects I came across kind of like when they initially came out. Um, and. So with that being said, I'm going off memory, and I'm going with Jurassic Five. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. To me, they just it just worked. Um, they style. Um, you know, I, I, if I looked at this at the track list, I probably can recall um, certain songs. But to me, they they, they just style. They got a good unison. Um, and they just to me, they harmony is a lot better. To me, it's <laughs> um, I don't know. They to me they do what they have better slum village. <laughs> hey man, hold up, hold up. I don't hold even know. Up. I don't even know how to take that. <laughs> hold up. No, no shade on my slum village, man. I, 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 I think I know what you're saying, though. But I, I, I mean, I, it's no shade. Just I mean, listen, man. I really, I don't hate. No, that was a joke. It was a joke. But you know what I'm saying? I just they okay to me. You know what I'm saying? They not the savior of the hip hop or by no means. Um but <laughs> yeah, I just I just think that's what to me that you know, that, so that's what I'm going with. I don't you know, I ain't gonna go no further with explaining it. It's just Jurassic Five. Okay, all right, understood. Understood. You like they style a little more. Now, right. I, I will I will say this. Um it was very interesting to me when um I noticed that uh remember a dude from Flip Mode, Lord Have Mercy? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah when he was he was on Jurassic Five. Um, because that you know that that voice is undeniable. Uh oh you talking about Sally Tuna. Same similar voice but not the same dude. Oh, that ain't him? No, no, Man, I thought it was him for sure, voice. man. Yeah, yeah. It was like I always thought that would those were the same guys, so my my bad on that. Um, but I do remember Jurassic Jurassic Five that quirkiness. They had a quirkiness to what they did. They kind of had like a a friendly um, teen type of energy that they had going with them. It was real fun, the music. But I don't know if I heard this album, so uh, and I just didn't have the time. I was really busy. Um, doing things at the house and working, yeah, it was a it was a busy time for me, leading up to uh, this vacation time I've had. Okay, all right, understood. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in and, and and weigh in. Um, for me, this was this was cool. This was a cool album face off. Um, I got a chance to get reacquainted with Quality Control because I had not heard it in quite some time. Uh, actually, same same with the loop pack, uh, the sound pieces as well. Um, he, here's my thing with Jurassic Five, and, and I hear what everybody's saying about their very um, upbeat, old school type of flavor. Um, Jurassic Five, they're revisionists, and 
you know, they're, I, I wouldn't even call them boom bap revisionists because their sound kind of, the sound that they pay homage to or the style that they pay homage to kind of predates even boom bap really. It's, it's uh, very reminiscent of like old school, like 80s break beats that MCs used to rap over in the beginning days of hip hop. And they are revisionists and sometimes they are revisionists to a fault. And it's good to see that y'all can like mimic that that type of old skew, old school like 80s styles of hip hop. But throughout the album, I'm at times I'm left asking, okay, what else can y'all do? And they could kind of become a one trick pony sometimes, only rapping in one way or in one style. Um, now they fixed that problem on their their next LP, Power Numbers, definitely. And even on this album, you see flashes of them being able to do more. You get these occasional instrumental vignettes, you know, sprinkled throughout the album. Um, thanks to Cut Chemist or or DJ Newmar getting down with some with some pretty progressive sounding instru- instrumentals. So when I hear that stuff, I'm like, okay, give me more of that, like. I felt on quality control they didn't experiment enough. They kind of just paid homage to like the old school sound of hip hop. And it's like, that's cool to do for like a track or two, but like you can get so stuck in the past that sometimes your sound your your sound can become stale. And I think that was kind of the weakness of of uh quality control. It's like Okay, y'all can rap over old school breakbeats. Okay, we get it now. And it's just like, y'all keep doing it. Y'all keep doing it. And it it, it feels that at at times that the group is a little bloated because Charlie Tuna and Akil are really the only ones I I really tune in for MC-wise. Like the other two guys are just kind of mad at me. Um, But when I, 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 I hear some of the more progressive sounding tracks like Giraffe's Finish First and uh, contribution um, and then the, the final instrumental track I'm like man give me give me more of that you know like let's get away from that kind of old school shtick it's like that's cool to do to a, to a degree but I want to see y'all do a little more because I can hear that y'all are talented MCs in y'all's bars but you're you're constricted by this rigid format that y'all are sticking to like, like hip hop wise it's like it's almost like they're frozen in time um, but but that being said, I did enjoy the album and I, I would revisit it again, but just in spots. Uh, however, the Sound Pieces album, my Loop Pack, from day one, that album flipped my wig. Like I I I knew about Mad Lib already from the Quasimodo album, and I had to backtrack and buy the Loop Pack album because I wanted to know what else this dude had out there, and the Loop Pack album was just as consistent. Um, this is a supremely underrated and slept on album. Um, it's almost an embarrassment of riches with how many dope tracks are on this album. Um, and for me, it all comes back to production too, you know, um, and consistency. And when you have Mad Lib on the track doing doing all the production, man, it, it really showed, you know, and it really made the difference. You know, Mad Lib was really in his bag at this point. Um, and this was the this was the Mad Lib that I fell in love with, Pauls. You know, like this was the Mad Lib that made me a fan. And when I, I went back and listened to this album, it's just like wow, just just track after track after track of just dopeness. And it really doesn't 
it really doesn't you don't really get a a, a, a subpar track till you hit maybe let me go back here make sure i know what i'm talking about okay so yeah so you had the antidote intro you had questions you had long awaited with dilated b-boy thing when i'm on the mic the anthem uh level zero was was kind of mid but then it picks right back up with crate digging then you had a couple of, of, of interludes but then and then it picks right back up with new year's resolution and answers then liquid fusion with the licks um hit you with that with that buster rhyme sample um style wow weeded it 20 questions break that party was dope with the claim um one attest um episodes was cool i like how they kept switching up the beat on episodes but it, this is just it was just a fun album it was just a fun album like it, it's by no means a perfect album but i kind of love it for its imperfections too if that makes any sense it's something it's something endearing and charming about this album that, that you know really pulled me in and and you know i love it you know and it could be maybe nostalgia too there was I heard this album at a very specific time in my life. I was getting opened up to a lot of new music. And um, so I got a lot of fond memories tied to this album. Um, but it's just it just delivers, man. And it, it it proves that you don't need to reinvent the wheel to have a dope hip hop album. Uh, Wild Child is a dope MC who, who held it down, you know, and he got a, quite a bit, a lot of help from from guest MCs and guest appearances. but. Between him and Madlib, they they pretty much held held it down for the whole album. Like, you know, they didn't do a whole whole lot of experiment, and they just brought raw rhymes, raw beats, right? Raw dope beats, what they do best, and they delivered a quality product. You know, and I I was a fan of them for life. You know, after hearing this album, um, so I got to give the edge to the to the loop pack. Um, I just felt that. It just delivered more. It was it was definitely more, way more consistent, um, and just had more replay value, you know. And the the little bit of experimentation they did do worked very well. Um, all the experimentation was really on Mad Libs and with the production. But I wish I could have got more of that from the Jurassic Five, like as opposed to these like standalone instrumental tracks that demonstrate like, okay, y'all could have been rapping over this stuff, but y'all decided decided to rap over these same old like old school great beats and you know it, it kind of left me a little flat in spots uh so i'm gonna swing it back over to nick uh the spook who sits by the door um <laughs> between the jurassic five and the loop pack um between quality control and sound pieces the antidote which one were you feeling more and why now I'm gonna preface this with an apology to Ian because I know you absolutely hate when this happens. <laughs> I was supposed to be off today, but I ended up having to work, so I didn't get a chance to revisit these albums. But I did revisit at least one of them pretty recently. Um, I'm just gonna go off of styles first, like you know Jurassic Five from J Five on you know brought back this old school kind of routine type style that you know wasn't really i mean there, there were routines in the west coast but i don't think to the level that they were in the east coast so to me these routines that j5 brought was more like east coast routines 
And, you know, of course, the, the first couple albums, they were great, but it does kind of get old because it's the old style. And the more they continue it, the older it gets. But you also have great production and DJ work from Cut Chemist and DJ Meanwhile, two legends. Um, so then you switch it over to Loot Pack, which has Wild Child, Mad Lib, and DJ Rome. And off the bat, Oxnard is a pretty slept on place when it comes to hip hop, at least until at least until around the time this dropped. Um, I don't really remember knowing any DJ or any artists from Oxnard. I have family out there, but I didn't know there were any artists out there that made <laughs> music until I heard Loot Pack. And I remember my friends would be like, where's Oxnard? And I'm jumping up like, I know, I know where Oxnard is. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then they hit it with a completely different kind of style. And, you know, of course, Wild Child had a pretty underground style, but Madlib's production was Something, I'd say something different for the underground. Like, I distinctly remember hearing when I'm on the mic for the first time and just how incredible that song was. And the Sound Pieces was just a really dope album. Um, I remember having a bootleg of it. <laughs> but, um, it, yes, the bootleg. You don't know nothing about no bootleg here. It's all right. Um, <laughs> Okay. All right. So, um, <laughs> sorry. This is, this is going to go viral, if anything, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Sound Pieces, my favorite song is when I'm on the mic, but I also love Crate Digging. Um, I love Crate Digging. Yeah, yeah. Wild Child can take a bit of time to get used to because his flow is so choppy and sometimes it's off beat and some like it sometimes it's, it's on beat and it's choppy, sometimes it's off beat and it's choppy. It kinda reminds me of Quali when he first came out. Um but all in all I really appreciate that album. Um the J five album I think because I was such a five, uh, such a fan of the actual J5 album that I kind of slept on quality control. Um, I don't think I liked it as much, but I do like the routine style that J5 brings. But at the same time, by their third album, it got old. So I'm actually going to give this one salute pack. Okay. All right. Understood. Did you did you find it to be more consistent? I think the variant, like like I said, Wild Child's choppy flow can be kind of like irritating sometimes, but it's variation, and I feel like with Jurassic Five, that variation wasn't enough after their first album. It seemed like they kind of, they found a style, they stuck with it, it was dope, but, you know, for for somebody who, who you know, I listen to albums to see what the artist is gonna do next. And if you're kind of giving me a lot of similar type things from the first one, I mean, of course, it isn't always great when an artist does something new. Sometimes they do something new and it's horrible. 
but right. sometimes you can stick to a style and it'll be cool but we're looking at you like hey what else do you, what else do you have like you were saying and so that's kind of where i came that's kind of how i was affected by it especially with the like you said the routine styles kind of get old after a while even though i really appreciate them and love them on certain songs gotcha gotcha okay understood understood all right so we got we got two for loop pack one for j5 so uh there you have it i um for this particular episode i i wanted to do something special but i did jamil had the clock out and i kind of wanted to invite a couple other people on to partake in the first ever uh vibes and stuff uh vibes and stuff cypher uh where i have y'all on y'all y'all everybody spit uh uh, they best you know 16 um I, I I wanted a there was a cut with Jamil having a clock out and, a, and another person I wanted to have on. Did y'all want to save that for next week? Yeah, we can save it, man. These bars, I got bars for days anyway. So yeah, they can wait. Okay, I like yeah, the confidence. Um, <laughs> it ain't even about confidence, man. It's about it's about the hard work on the craft. <laughs> I know I know Vince got sixteen for days. I got 32 for y'all, man. Well, awesome. Let me stop. Let me stop, man. I, I had a beat. I had a beat ready and everything. We can wait next week, though. Okay. Oh, okay. How about how about we let Vince give like an eight just to give a preview? <laughs> hey, I'm game. Man, I got to give eight right now. I give you four. <laughs> okay. All right. Four. He tried to down a four four. for us. I give you four right now. Y'all can marinate on that and then be prepared for next week. As I relay my thoughts in a way that's poetically designed, that's a little raw, but still phonetically refined and a rhythmic repetition that's incessantly aligned and hopes to appease the way we are genetically inclined. Ooh. Bars. Ooh. All right. Yeah, I'm going to let him. He, he's going to rap my verse for me as well next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just on here for more support. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, now, Reggie, you got some bars, man. You you used to do that spoken word. It's it's in there. It's like riding a bike. Yeah, I know Reggie probably got 16 in him. Nah, he got it. He got it. It's just nobody nobody ch- challenges him yet. So he got it though. You ain't gonna try to trick me into this, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll 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 definitely we'll definitely pick it up next week because uh, I definitely wanted to wanted to okay uh, and, and see next week is our our season finale too so it'll, it'll probably be dope to to end the season on a cipher so that'll be that'll be cool that'll be cool. All right, so let's go ahead let's cap off this episode like we always do with another segment of what you're bumping where I invite y'all to share with the listeners what you've been bumping for the past week or so. Um, so, uh, Reggie, man, this this week, what you been bumping? Um, as I was mentioning, um, again, because of the weather, 
Um, I've been going back and forth between the Larry June and the Michael. Um, I just listened to the um, the um, what's his name? Um, why does I forget? Oh, Sky Zoo. I just listened to the Sky Zoo the other day, and I plan on putting that in the rotation because it was just as good. I didn't not know it was a concept album by no means. Um, but I mean, Sky Zoo, as of lately, like he's been putting out some of his best work as well. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, but again, um, just listening to that Michael, again, the, the songs, the way they place, the uh, features, I mean, like, um, Mozzie, you know what I mean? Like, um, the, the Fabo, as everybody mentioned. Um, and he kind of touched on why he put them in there as well, which I thought that was genius. Of course, the Andre with the future, like who would put them together? Then Big Boy at the end of it. I mean, it was just a, it was just a well thought out album, sonically, lyrically, you know, all the way around. Again, the Larry June, uh, Clean, Alchemist was, you know, what I'm saying soul food cooking on them tracks. Um, and I'm not the biggest Larry June fan. I think I kind of was telling you that before because I'm a Currency fan. I think they do very similar in the same lane and i just appreciate currency more no no diss to larry june by no means i've heard a lot of his other projects and it's like one or two songs that i like versus the whole album but this it was the whole album so yeah again like if i'm if i'm if this is what he plans on presenting from now on like he has a fan for you know what i'm saying for sure um but i would definitely go hear him on this tour for this album i don't know if he's going to do it but I would love to hear it. And um, that's pretty much it, who I've been listening to um, between the Sky Zoo, the Michael, and the, the Larry June. Oh, and, and, the, and the, um, I've been listening to a couple of tracks from the, um, the uh, Tyler, only because uh, somebody was playing it. And I'm like, man, I, I you know, I like that song. And then I went back and uh, I forgot, Lil Wayne got a song on that that is, that is amazing on there. And that's what I got to plan. And then I got to listen to the rest of the track and forgot oh, how good it was. Blows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, man, just, it's them oh. been my favorite albums thus far for this year. I had to listen to some of the ones that you guys mentioned. Um, and so I plan on doing it. So maybe my list will grow a little bit um, once I hear some of those. Yeah, for sure. I think you'll like, for what it's worth, I think you'll like the Mickey Diamond. I think you'll like that. I don't know if you've heard the Rome Streets. Um, I did listen to the Rome Street. I, I didn't like it had too many features. Oh, really? And to me, it was it was short. And then um, it had too many features for it to be so short. I enjoyed his first album more than I did um, his um I, I enjoy Kiss the Rain better. Okay, okay. Gotcha, every because gotcha. every track on that song had a had a had a feature. Man, I didn't I didn't catch that. Um, you're probably right. I just I just I was just rocking with it and just didn't even think about it. Probably the Billy Woods ain't really your your speed. Neither is the um neither is the Just Vibes. But I, I do think you will like the Mickey Diamond and. And yeah, you already peeped the killer mic, but um, oh, another I'm gonna album. Out. I'm gonna check all of them out. 
I listen to everything, so I give it a, a once a week. Yeah, the the Billy Woods can be a challenging listen, but um, a Flea Lord dropped an album this year too called the Two Three Zone that was actually pretty dope, but it was just short. But that that's a good project too. Okay then, all right, Nick, man, this week what you been bumping? So um, as I mentioned on that, and I was calm down, calm down, calm down, almost done, calm down. Um, so last time on Magnificent Vibes, I had mentioned that uh, I was revisiting uh, the Souls of Mischief albums, but I was really revisiting the Hieroglyphics albums as a whole. So I've been bumping those from I Wish My Brother George was here, um, all the way to their recent stuff. Um, I kind of got caught around future development by Dell and was reminded of how incredible that album was. Um, Dells was kind of like crazy on that album. So especially lyrically, I think Future Development is probably like one of his best albums. Um, so I've been listening to that. Um, I also was listening to the Across the Spider-Verse soundtrack because, um, you know, the the music in that was just really dope and I just felt the need to no, 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 get down. Um but that the my bad y'all. No, it's all but, good. Um, it's like your dad voice is hilarious. <laughs> but um yeah that across the spider verse, um the I feel like even even though I think the the first soundtrack was better. I still really enjoyed this one, mostly because of the songs that are in the actual movie versus the stuff that isn't. So I've been listening to that as well. And what's the last thing I was listening to? That new album by Terrace Martin that just dropped called Fine Tune. That one was really dope too. It's, it's probably one of his most jazziest records he's put out. Um, Got, a, got some fingers on it, but quite a bit of, of these songs have more of an instrumental um, feel rather than an R&B record. So a lot of them come off really jazzy. So I like that one a lot too. So that's most of what I've been bumping as a late. Okay, then. All right. Thanks for sharing. All right, Vince, man, it's... Uh... This, this past couple of weeks, man, what you been bumping? Okay, um, so I've been, other than the stuff that was mentioned already, you know, Larry June, the Michael, that's what I've been kind of focused on with the hip hop. But as far as some R&B, uh, Summer Walker, she dropped an EP um, that is amazing. I uh, had a had a song with uh, J. Cole on it called A Letter to Summer. And like what J. Cole has been doing, in my mind, has put him on the top as far as the industry is concerned, industry of rappers. Uh, I have a, I, I tend to think Lupe Fiasco, as far as when it comes to writing, might be the greatest rapper of all time, lyricist of all time. That's another conversation. Wait, wait, who, who is? Lupe Fiasco. Great, you say greatest lyricist of all time? Yeah, because he, 
Like some people have transcended hip hop into the level of like straight art. And uh, the pen game of Lupe is so down to the science that it almost is like art, man. You could study his 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 writing. It's it could it could have you could put that it's like a college course. But like I said, it's let me get back to what, what we supposed to be. That's that's a whole nother conversation. Um, <laughs> that's one we can have though. That's one we can have. Yeah. Yeah, because people like him, Black Thought, King Los, them type of guys. Like it it's 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 a whole nother level, but well, we'll have a conversation one day. Um, but as far as, like I said, the R&B, when I listened to Summer's EP, it made me go down a songstress uh, rabbit hole. So I was listening to Ella May, Money Long, uh, Caesar, uh, Ari Lennox, and then I started listening to Monica and Brandy. I was all over the place, man, but I really enjoyed myself, man. There's just so much good music out here that we forget about some of the other good music that's out here. And it, it you know, it, it, it makes you go back into time. You, re, you know, you reminisce, but you also start learning the talent and the, the, uh, the like the supreme talent of other people. Because Summer Walker is really a talented artist, man. It's like some people, I don't think, give her the credit that she deserves because she all around is an amazing talent of an artist. But yeah, that's that's basically what I've been listening to. Okay, all right. Understood, understood. Uh, me, myself, I've been bumping uh, West Side Gun, Pray for Paris. I was bumping the Fuji's The Score. I was able to find a copy of it on vinyl when I was in St. Louis. Uh, and they had the, the special like orange vinyl. So that was a, a dope find. So I've been able to bump that. Uh, I was bumping, of course, Killer Mike, Michael. Um, I was bumping that, that Bugsy instrumental project that Roddy was talking about, that Plan B. Uh, that was pretty dope. Uh, I was bumping, uh, what else, what else? Uh, oh, Health of Skelter, their second album, Magnum Force. Uh, pretty, pretty slept on joint uh, from the 90s. And I was also bumping Danny Brown's Triple X album. So that's yeah, that, it's it's a it's a still a good listen, man. It's still a good listen. I still think Atroxy Exhibition is his best album, but he's got some other he's got some other joints out there that are definitely worth checking out. So <clears throat> yeah, and we uh, I, I keep my my eyes peeled for um. I can keep my eyes peeled for, for any Killer Mike shows coming up because I think that'd be a dope experience to, to see that live. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna definitely try to see Wu Tang when they come to Chicago. Uh, what is that? It's either September, or October. I forgot which, but um, I think a lot of people are gonna be at that concert. So uh, yeah, <laughs> if, if y'all gonna be in Chicago anytime soon, uh, hit hit a brother up. Um, my my, uh, my my wife was saying that she is she, she has seen on the internet. She said a lot of young hoes be, be on the net talking about. They, these are my words, not hers. That they, they, they be um, 
on the internet talking about going to like Wu-Tang concerts to pick up dudes who got like 401ks. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> and, and who are more established financially. The, fan, the fans are that old, huh? Hey man, last last Wu Tang show I went to, it was a lot of it was a lot of dad bods in there, man. I, I lot, saw a couple lot of, of great. I saw a couple of canes. I saw some great beards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly speaking, yeah. But, but hey, yeah. you know, if, they, if that's what the young chicks is on, and hey, they might come up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they might come up. Our <laughs> demographic is a little bit more settled in. That's a funny strategy, but I guess it can work. <laughs> so, hey, you know, that's... What'd you say, Nick? They want them sugar daddies. Hey, they'll, they'll find one. They'll find one. That's a smart strategy, though. They, they, they hit up the Wu-Tang show, so... Hey, what's the equivalent the other way around? <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, like, I a, like an older guy going to... An older guy going to Megan Thee Stallion concert. Yeah, Coyle Ray, Scarlet. Coyle Ray. Hey, what you think about Coyle Ray? I don't want to drag the the show on, but what you think about him, man? Oh, man. You know what? To be honest, man, like, I've heard her music, and I I can't say that I was impressed. You know, she, she doesn't appear to rap on beat very well, but I, I see the appeal. You know, I, I, I can see why certain young people would gravitate toward her, young, you know, young female hip hop listeners. Um, but yeah, it just ain't for me. Like I, I rock with the whole like body her whole body positivity message and everything. I think that's cool, but like musically it's just ain't much there. Like Scarlet is hitting on way more musically in my opinion. I, I, I beg to differ a little bit. Have you heard her song that she did, uh, Girls Girls of Players too? I actually did. I actually did. That, I, that, like, I messed with that song. Like, she, um, I thought she was just going to be a one-hit wonder. But she actually has talent. Like, you know, there's, there's definitely levels to, to writing. Like, we get that. But she knows how to put a song together. You she has a mu- she has musicality and that 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 says something that like that means something too when it comes to making songs she has that and she's learning she's getting better as she goes so like i find myself being impressed by her because i thought it was gonna stop i mean she's definitely more talented than her father <laughs> she she's definitely more talented than him but like He's the best of Benzino's children for whatever that's worth. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, maybe I need to hear more from her. But, like, Scarlet is definitely grown on me. Um, and, shoot, Lotto can rap like, extremely well. Oh, Lotto, Lotto, Lotto is a complete artist. Scarlet, um, I hope she has more than just the buzz that she started with. Um, but she... Yeah, I, I like her energy. She is like the girl DMX. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope I, I'm really rooting for her. I hope she puts out a project that people could kind of grasp onto, and that uh, a project that has actual shelf life. Um, and she's not just a gimmick. So yeah, I'm, I'm really rooting for her. So. Oh, she. If anything, it's gonna be for New York. If anything, it's a oh, bunch yeah, of girls days. that move around. It's a bunch of New York girls in that. Um, and her demographic 
Like you got the Ice Spice girls and you got the Scarlet girls from New York, from what I've seen and what I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I, I can't even think of the equivalent for what our generation would have been. Um, I mean, we had, we, you know, we had a whole different, you know, subset. You know, we you had the Lauren Hill chicks and then you had the Lil' Kim chicks. And, and the Foxy Brown chicks. Yeah, the Foxy Brown chicks, which was just kind of like Lil' Kim White. Yeah. But they was out in the streets, man. They 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 had, they was selling the, the drugs too, you know? <laughs> Yo, well, Foxy, Foxy was definitely more gangster than sexual. Like, Kim was just yeah. like overtly sexual, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Foxy was a little bit more gangster with it. And then you, but then, but we also had Missy, who was more goofy and you know artsy with it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But that's this is the new generation, man. This is the new generation. So we <laughs> we got to hand a torch to them, whether we like it or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we gonna get it in on that on, on next week on the cipher. So um, I, I definitely have my bars ready. I just wanted a a, a full house with that. <laughs> But um, oh, real quick, uh, a couple of album anniversaries. I, I actually did a little research this week. Uh, one album anniversary, which we'll dive into a little further next week. Run the Jewels, uh, their debut album made ten years old. Twenty year anniversary, Ugly Duckling, Taste the Secret, uh, which is an album I actually like. Um, real goofy. Um, Gangstar, the owners. <clears throat> And then 25 years Celebrating 25 years Black Eyed Peas behind the front I had, had no idea That's the first one? Yep oh, 25 years yeah, 25 uh, Wow 25 years So gentlemen with that That is the show I want to thank each and every one of y'all for hopping on and sharing your input and making the show what it is as y'all do every week we will be back next week with our season finale uh some more topics uh another album face off and um i'm looking forward to uh closing out the uh the season right with that cypher man so uh with that i'm gonna bid you gentlemen adieu and i'm gonna say peace 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 good night everybody Sometimes the weather takes me back to the days of crazy summers Without Blanche telling me to run and play the numbers I'm trying to make it to the park To satisfy your hunger for the DJ cutting up less dance A funky drummer, those gorilla sized speakers was taller than five feet Hus, the roof by the basketball court, that's where my seat was Where power lines were full of pigeons, a fly Sneakers that died a miserable death, hanging high in the heat But I wouldn't change a thing if I could What made me is everything, the bad, the ugly, the good It's understood that South Philly was a marvel, I'd never be one to argue The cracks in the pavement, front steps made a marvel The smell of pine salt, my grandmother kept them clean, y'all the vestibules, etc. 
sex on the floor behind the screen door Runners over the shag carpet, I'm not feeling wood paneling on the walls Up to the drop, stealing all the furniture drape and thick transparent layers of vinyl All the chairs, the sofa, the record player kept Mahalia spinning Many be grinning, knowing I done spent the day a penny pitching and sinning See her in the kitchen cooking fish and chicken, depending on what day it is If I'm staying there, then yeah, that's just the way it is If she say it is, in many crib, the time froze after sundown You keep them curtains and the blinds closed, watch how far back The lazy boy recline goes, peppermints and a lazy Susan Never mind those TV on, whether or not somebody watching it The floor model is broke, portable on top of it The last bastion of hope, the document the error was cold of color Imagery and memories put together Throw the keys down to Keisha, tell her slide up Box full of her possessions said, this side up Last night a baby father came home, hide up Tight talking about the way his money all tied up Shades covering her eyes, what? We gon' ride up Homie in for a surprise, I don't want from when we played Half ball, stick ball, dodgeball, and kickball from 10 in the morning till somebody got pissed off Hollin' about aight, it's over, I ain't with y'all, fiends on the corner always preparing for liftoff. Grown people used to get dressed to come and sit cross-legged on their relative steps. We all chips off the block, the sips off the pop. We pass round like a hit from a split. You take two and pass it down. Herd immunity, the definition of community. The only neighbor that never knock is opportunity. Them old heads be shooting crafts and dropping jewelry and high top sneakers and slacks. But it's a eulogy twice a month. Cocaine prices up. People get their wigs peeled, shaking them dices up. I I heard it's some weak brothers claiming they nice as us When it's time for a show of force, the price is what? Innocence is lost over crime, we was all before our prime Some was married to the game, then divorced it over time Faded pictures in a frame, helped to form a frame of mind Into a train of thought, capable of stopping on a dime Everybody loves the sunshine. Everybody loves the sunshine. Everybody loves the sunshine.